0: Give yourself the gift of new running apparel. Courses dedicated to delivering original performance-driven apparel designed for runners by runners. Get $20 off your order, plus free, fast delivery at roadrunnersports.com. Flamingo offers a full range of quality, affordable hair removal products like their award-winning razor and easy-to-use wax kits. Take the quiz at shopflamingo.com amr to discover your custom hair removal routine. Subscribe and use code AMR at checkout to save an extra 10% off your first order. Perfect for the holidays. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever and you can get started right away. Go to storyworth.com AMR to get $10 off your first purchase. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Amanda Loudon. Hello, Amanda. Hey,
1: Sarah. How's it going?
0: Good. I hear you nearly got swept away this morning on your run.
1: Good Lord. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I I saw this prediction for this big storm coming in and um, knew, you know, I mean, there could be supposedly wind gusts 80 to 100 miles per hour today. So, um, <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Yeah, it,
1: so luckily my running partner this morning has lived in the area for a long time and um said, you know, what if we get out early enough, we'll we'll be okay. We'll get the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. And and truly we could not have nailed it better. We mm-hmm. we were, you know, heading back to the trailhead and, you know, watching this storm come in and it just, and then it just opened up on top of us literally as we reached the car. So Ren, no, I'm sorry. That's. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, the,
0: uh, sorry. Yes, that's your dog, right? I was
1: like, yes, he just put his big old paw on my keyboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, either you have like belly dancers with like little tapper things or your dog's around. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's laughing me with his big paws. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that's very nice. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you just got back to your car before this, this wicked wind storm moved in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And, and the skies opened up and, oh. um, uh, it started sleeting and, you know, so we jumped in our cars and got back just in time. But I tell you what, there were two groups heading out two, two group runs, like heading out into it as this oh my was gosh. happening. And they were in shorts and t-shirts and, you know, it was, I don't know. Well, I, I, hopefully they were all okay. They, they certainly had the potential to be hypothermic later on. <laughs> after that. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. So this is you in Colorado. I mean, um, yeah. you had some, you had a lot of flooding when you lived in Maryland, but this is right. a different yeah. biblical proportion. <laughs> totally. Weather. event totally. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Sleet is one thing we don't have here in Portland. When you said sleet, I even tried to envision it. We get a lot of hail.
1: Um, okay. Okay. But
0: um, wonder how sleet is different than freezing rain.
1: Um, I, I'm not sure on, of, of what the official definition would be there. That's a good question.
0: Because <laughs> we, we get a fair bit of freezing rain. This is definitely the time of year we get freezing rain. Yesterday we had black ice and, oh, yeah. um, and it, you know, it wasn't um, it ha- I guess it must have rained overnight. And then the tricky thing about it is that um I'd be, you know, I run in the street typically. And in the, between the blocks, you know, so as I was running a block, it was fine. And then I'd get to an intersection and I would have been lulled into this, like, oh, it's fine. And then I get to an intersection. I'm like, whoa, whoa, right. yeah. sorry, my my feet go out from under me. And I don't yeah. know what it was. It was, it was definitely at the intersections. And I didn't know whether it was because then there could be like a cross breeze or I don't know, um, right. Some, right. Some, something, and it wasn't every intersection but it it definitely made me kind of then just pick along much more slowly when I turned around about a mile into, it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll go home and, you know, get my little spikes that I put on my shoes. But as I was running back, I went right near the high school track. I'm like, Oh, I bet the track's fine. It's, and it's kind of like a little, um, it has some grip on it or some yeah. text, texture to it. So I ended up, Oh my goodness. Um, running, I don't know, maybe three and a half miles around the track And I just, yeah, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I just told myself, like, you don't have to do this all the time. It's fine. Just, you know, don't even think like, okay, how many laps, you know, don't count just, and I wasn't on the inside track. So I, you know, I was like in lane seven or eight. So I thought, okay, this is more than a quarter mile. So who knows, just focus on what you're listening to and, you know, turning to see the sunrise from one direction. And Yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So, but it's funny because, you know, in the dark, when you're running, it's not like you have to see all that much anyway. So why is, why is it so much more monotonous to run on a track?
1: I took a <laughs> question. I do not know. I, I it, the whole, what, what is tough mentally, you know, sometimes, um, you know, in monotonous, for one person versus another, it's it fascinates me, really. Uh-huh. Um, you know, yeah, with, yeah. Because because to me, yes, yeah, running on a track, oh, unless I'm doing a track workout, right? Which oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Variety to it, you know.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, but yeah. whereas my husband Jack, when he the few times when he, I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, you know, when he was meeting a friend to walk in the morning, they specifically went to the track. And they see, they were happy with it. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, when I go out on the in the neighborhood, I get too distracted. I'm like, uh-huh. That's the whole point. <laughs> right?" <laughs> so so it's, funny, it's, you know, he he likes running on a treadmill. He likes being at the track um, you know, I don't know whether he's kind of like Dory and, you know, bright, shiny things catches attention and he right. like stops moving because of it. I don't know. I don't know. So opposites tracked. Uh- <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I was very wary this morning then, but I, when I opened my back door to grab my running shoes off the back porch, I was like, Oh, okay. It was dry overnight. So there was, um, good, no black ice to be wary of, but, um, And we did have the finest snowflakes I think I've ever seen. They were just, I could only see them when a car would go by. And then it was just these minuscule, minuscule little tiny white grains coming down. And um, because it was, even though it said it was 39 or 36, it was something in there that it was predicted that flurries were going to happen, so. Okay. Okay. Um, But it switched to rain by the time I got home. And then um, just as I was doing a little cool down, then my um, younger daughter was, comes out and she's like, give me a ride to school. I'm like, okay, I'll give you just- <laughs> <laughs> still with my little Knox gear vest on. Like I didn't even take it off. I was like, Oh, I hope it doesn't turn on because I'm leaning against the car seat. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. 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 Um, well, good. Well, um, today is the latest installment of our run in her shoes series. Um, And the guest is Jackie Hunt Borsma. I hope I'm saying her last name right. She's a mother of two preteens. Jackie lost her left leg to cancer two decades ago at the age of 26. Jackie's a relatively recent convert to running. Jackie runs on a prosthetic leg, knocking out some incredibly, incredibly impressive accomplishments, including running 100 miles on a treadmill in under 24 hours she did that last year and then she did a 240 mile ultra marathon in october she took part in the three-day um trans rockies race last summer so wow jackie is just impressive as a runner as a fully able-bodied runner let alone as one who um you know runs on a blade So, um, wow, just wow. Um, Amanda and I are looking forward to our conversation with Jackie. You'll want to stay tuned. Give yourself or your best running friend, sister or mother, the gift of new running apparel from Corsa. I wear Corsa apparel pretty much for every run I do, every strength class I take, and every pickleball game I play. Corsa is the Roadrunner Sports brand of running apparel. It's designed by runners for runners. The fall-winter collection is the first one designed exclusively under the guidance of a head designer who's run more than a dozen marathons, so she knows how to make running clothes functional and fun. Two of my favorite bottoms, Corsa's Infinite High-Rise 7 6-Pocket Tight 2.0 whew, a mouthful, has two exterior side pockets on each side, so you can keep your phone separate from your goo. And the Performer Tech Crop Legging 2.0 has a genius detail. On the back is a large pass-through pocket that you can thread your top through when you peel it off in the later miles of your long run. Dimity and I showcased the Clever Pocket recently on our Instagram feed and it garnered tons of comments and questions about where to get the tights. We have an amazing exclusive offer for our community. Shop the entire Corsa collection at roadrunnersports.com AMR to get $20 VIP reward cash to spend on your first Corsa apparel purchase plus a free 90-day trial in the Roadrunner Sports VIP program. Whew. Another mouthful. Here's the short version. Go to RoadrunnerSports.com AMR and you get $20 off your first Corsa purchase. As always with Roadrunner Sports VIP, you get free shipping and returns. Dash over to RoadrunnerSports.com AMR to save $20 on your first Corsa apparel purchase. RoadrunnerSports.com AMR. The other evening, as my 16-year-old daughter and I were watching TV and RPGs, we compared how often we shave our legs and who had smoother legs. Since we both use Flamingo razors, it was a draw. As my daughters and I all know, Flamingo is a body care brand that offers a full range of quality, affordable hair removal products like their award-winning razor and easy-to-use wax kits. Go to shopflamingo.com to answer a few short questions about your hair removal habits. Then, Flamingo suggests a custom routine just for you. With a Flamingo subscription, everything gets delivered right to your door automatically, including blade refills for less than $2 a cartridge. You can adjust your subscription as you go or cancel any time, hassle-free. Call me old school, but I typically stick to shaving rather than waxing. I love how significant the Flamingo razor feels. Its heft means it sits comfortably in my hand as I go over my ankles and knees, and its textured handle prevents me from dropping it, especially when my hands are still cold from my morning run. The five-blade cartridges last forever, except for when my teens steal them. Ready for a smooth new daily routine? Take the quiz at shopflamingo.com/amr to discover your custom hair removal routine, and save an extra 10% off your first order when you subscribe using code AMR at checkout. That's shopflamingo.com/amr promo code AMR. Yes, flamingo like the bird. Shopflamingo.com/amr promo code AMR.
2: The holidays are right around the corner, and I know you're out there searching for the perfect gift for someone special in your life. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com AMR. StoryWorth is an online service that helps a loved one share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Each week, StoryWorth emails a different story prompt, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's a small decision you made that ended up having a big impact on your life? Or, what was the first election you voted in? Reading the weekly stories helps connect you with loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are. There will be laughs, surprises, and touching moments as you learn more about their life. After one year, StoryWorth will compile every story, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. You can order multiple copies for your siblings, children, or other relatives. We look forward to sitting down and reading a book all about grandma this holiday. With StoryWorth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com AMR and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com AMR to save $10 on your first purchase. Thank you for
0: joining us today, Jackie. Thank you.
3: Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I promise our podcast isn't fo- going to focus solely now on tattoos. We did a, um, com- we had a long conversation about ink with our guests two weeks ago, but I did see on Instagram that you just got your first tattoo. I did. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, it is exciting. So you need to tell us about it. Um, yeah, I went, I
3: have a calf tattoo. Um, it's a lion um, and it's just because a line to me symbolizes strength, courage. Um, so I kind of, I went down that route and I've been, it's something I've been thinking about for a while um, and then kind of, yeah, it's kind of. It was a little bit nerve-wracking, and I wasn't sure what to expect. But I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be. I'm getting a lion. I need to be courageous, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of booked it, and I just went for it. And yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm happy the way it turned out. Um, yeah,
0: it looks good. Yeah.
3: Thank you, thank you. It was a little bit more painful than I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> Um, yeah there we go (laughs) yeah nice nice nice
1: nice. so jackie tell us your cancer story and how that led to the amputation of your leg okay
3: um i it's a bit of a weird one because um i had like um I had some scar tissue from a pre- previous surgery on my leg. Um, they had removed something from from there and it, was, it wasn't, it was I mean, at the time it was non-cancerous, it was nothing, no big deal. Um, and the scar tissue was quite painful. And I kept going back to my doctor saying, um, the scar tissue really hurts and should it hurt? And they were like, oh yeah, it's just, it's fine, it's normal, don't worry about it. Um, And after my doctor's appointment that night, I went to bed um, and the next morning um, I woke up and I had literally that scar area that I had had literally popped out Mm. and it was the size of a golf ball. I kid you not, just overnight, Mm. it just suddenly popped out and I had this massive big lump on my leg. Mm. Um, So I'm like, I was obviously like, okay, I'm this is obviously not just scar mm-hmm. tissue. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've got something growing out of my leg. It was like all really weird. Um, went back to the doctor and of course he was in a big panic because I think, I don't know if he was maybe thinking, Oh man, this woman's going to sue me or something because mm-hmm. what is this? Um, and then literally I was the next, next few days, they had scheduled me in for a biopsy. um, and had the biopsy and was called back to the doctors and I was diagnosed with um, Ewing's sarcoma, which was kind of a big, big blow. Um, wasn't expecting the big cancer. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of I don't think anything prepares you for that diagnosis. Um, And in my mind, when I kind of got the diagnosis, I was expecting to kind of just go through the chemo, just that would kind of be the natural next steps. Mm -hmm. Um, Amputation was never even in my mind. I didn't expect that would be something they would be talking about um and i was literally within a week i had seen the specialist and when i walked through um and at the time we were living in holland when this was happening um and the dutch tend to be very direct they don't sugarcoat Mm. anything um and i literally walked in and the doctor sat me down and he's like well right the only option for you is amputation and i was like "Mm. what (laughs)
0: wow wow
3: And um, I mean, looking back at it, I'm glad he was so direct and it was, it was what it was and I had to face it Mm -hmm. and, um, and everything just moved so quick. And within a week I was scheduled for surgery um, to Mm -hmm. have my leg amputated. So I just, I felt like I was in this big, massive whirlpool. I just couldn't think about anything else. I couldn't do anything else. And it was just that kind of just became life. And yeah, and it was just everything just in the span of a, and a month. I'd gone from cancer diagnosis to having my leg amputated. And that Mm. was kind of, yeah, you kind of had to deal not only with like having your cancer diagnosis, but then you had to deal with your amputation. And then you had to deal with all the scans that come with all that, because um, with the type of cancer I had, if it did spread, it would spread straight to your lungs. Um, So the prognosis with this type of cancer wasn't very good. Um, So it was good when they caught it, but it was also, I'd be going through checks for the next five years just to make sure it hasn't spread. So it was like five years of like living with it, thinking Mm -hmm. about it, has it spread, has it, was the amputation enough? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, So yeah. And that was kind of, yeah, that's kind of it in a bit of a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Wow. 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 So well earlier this month on Instagram on International Day of Persons with a Disability, you showed two photos of yourself. Yes, and, wo- and one was of yourself with the legs you were born with, and it was type. Tit- uh-huh. It was titled "Not a Runner," and yeah. the other is you with your prosthetic le- leg, ca- captioned "Amputee and Ultra Runner." That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So in part of the caption you wrote, "Losing my leg has definitely made me more resourceful, determined, and grateful for life." So can you please expand on that revelation?
3: Um, it's weird because. um, you tend to you tend when well i i was I always took things for granted i took took my two legs for granted it was um it was just something you didn't think about and when you lose some some part of your body, you kind of you have to learn like I had to learn to walk again I had to mm. just learn to do things that I took for granted with two legs like just getting up in the morning and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Now I had to learn I had to first put a prosthetic on to be able to go. Mm -hmm. to something that was so basic you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it it kind of you you have to start you you become a different person and for me um I kind of went into running just because I was told I couldn't do it and it's it's something and and it's weird because running wasn't something I did when I had two legs it was something I thought was people were crazy that ran why would you do that (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and that was honestly how I saw it. And it was like, I just I didn't understand it. And it's it's weird. You then become the person where people tell you you can't do stuff, um, that suddenly you want to try it. And it's like, why can't I do that? Why can't I be normal? And it's like there's a there's a a sense in your in your mind that you just want to try and be as normal as possible. And that was kind of how my mindset went. Mm-hmm. Um and and i'm i'm and it's weird because i always say this i'm i'm grateful for my journey it's been a long journey and it it, it was a lot of lessons i had to learn about myself but i'm grateful because i've become a better person because mm-hmm. of it um i've become stronger i ha- i have become more resilient because i'm i'm constantly having to think up solutions with having a prosthetic because there's things that go wrong I mean there's some days my stump isn't feeling great and Mm -hmm. I have to come up with a solution and like why and you become a real problem solver because you kind of have to work on solutions because you don't want to be relying on someone else to kind of figure it out for yourself Mm -hmm. and everyone's different so you you kind of you're constantly working on things to improve and make your life better and just yeah so it's it's been an interesting journey
0: Mm, mm-hmm Maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but it it seems you have a great sense of humor about missing missing a part of your leg. Um, so, so for instance, you, you were a pirate for Halloween, complete That's with, correct, a pe- yes. with a peg leg. Uh, um, and you have an impressive collection of teas that make light of it, like one that reads a zombie chewed it off, uh-huh. a shark cage tester. Um, so, I mean, I want to hear about um, your attitude that way, but also... Are those custom shirts or is that like? like No, no,
3: they're not. Actually, I've had that question a few times. They're actually not custom shirts. I'd love to take credit for them, but I can't. Um, I literally, I Googled it one day and I was like, you know what? I just, I need to make light. It's just part of my sense of humor and things. And I was like, oh, there are actually. And then I actually just bought them on Amazon. Uh um I've sent the link to a few amputees they're like oh my goodness we need to get some of those (laughs) 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 and I just I mean my my attitude and it's been uh, I I guess maybe it comes from having my cancer diagnosis and stuff I just feel life's too short to take it serious Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. um and yes what happened was I mean it was crappy. I'm not sure if I can say that. Sorry. If I'm not yeah, to no, say that, that's, but- fine, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um and it, it, it is what it is and I can't change it. So I might as well make the best of the situation. And I feel humor just makes it lighthearted. It's um I mean it yeah it's just it's I guess it's the way I cope with it um Mm -hmm. and I have a bit of fun with it it makes everyone smile it's great I mean I was in Costco not a, a, a while back and the 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 Costco, I don't know if he, I, I don't think it's security, but he's always at the door and he recognized mm-hmm. me because of my shirt, because I had the um, leg story $20. And he's <laughs> like, you know what? I've told all my friends about you. This is so funny. And just, it's just funny. And I've even had someone in Target hand me $20 I said oh (laughs) I'm waiting for a story now and I'd forgotten I had my shirt on and I was like oh my goodness (laughs) it's it's just
0: it's
3: just a bit of fun um yeah and and I went down the pirate route because it's hilarious because kids kids are kids are the funniest um the way they react to my leg and um obviously parents are normally very mortified Mm. when they see because i normally have the whole typical reaction from the kids saying oh she's a real life pirate <laughs> and then i normally return that with her and then they just love it and the parents are like all going blood red and just like oh my goodness i'm so sorry and i'm like yeah it's just what it is
0: <laughs> out of the mouths of babes yeah
3: i know <laughs> yeah that's
1: great uh, so, Jackie, backtracking a little bit, in the introduction, Sarah mentioned that you're fairly new to running because word on the street is you used to hate it. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so, talk us through your evolution from a non-runner to, well, an unstoppable runner.
3: Yeah, it was it was interesting because I've only been running for, what, five years now? Oh, my um, So, I'm, I'm fairly, yeah, I kind of, fairly new, but kind of feel like it's always been part of my life. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and... My husband's a runner too, and I used to go and follow him to his races and stuff. And I literally used to stand there thinking, why? Why would you do this? Why?" (laughs) (laughs) Everyone looks like, but then I was intrigued because it's, it just, even though people were suffering, it was just, they kept going back for it and they kept doing it. And I was (laughs) like, that's, that's, it just intrigued me. And then, of course, um, I mean, looking into like running and things, I remember I was like, well, I want to try it. And I went out for a run. Well, tried it on my walking leg, which is a lot Mm -hmm. heavier than my running blade Mm -hmm. um, that I have now. And I just like, oh, this is going to be impossible. And it was like it was that first moment where I kind of, oh, this is an obstacle I'm going to have to deal with. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just the like your brain like, oh, I can't actually just go out and do this. So it was. Mm -hmm a little bit disappointing and a little bit frustrated and then Mm -hmm. yeah and and me being really really stubborn which I am Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I kind of then started researching and then went down and thought okay great I'm gonna try running and the weird thing is if you if you try running I mean my first blade um cost ten thousand dollars wow so it's not something that you kind of Go and buy a pair of running shoes, and then think, sure. oh yeah, I, I'm not gonna. Oh, it's fine. I'll just test it. If I don't like it, I just quit. Right. Um, a... This <laughs> is it. Like you know what, you do realize you're gonna have to love this, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: luckily, luckily, I did, and it was weird because the first time I put my blade on, when they had finished, because it's it's quite a long process to kind of get a running blade, and it's like you go through different test sockets. And I remember the first time I put on this test socket, and I went, and they literally—I mean, there's no—you gla- don't test it anywhere glamorously. It's normally just in a parking lot of where mm-hmm. you, where your prosthesis is. Mm-hmm. And I was just running up and down, kind of, and and it literally—it was it kind of just felt like some sense of freedom and just something mm. that I was like, Oh my goodness, I can do this. This is amazing. This is like, I felt like I was flying and it was just the most surreal experience. Um, and just, yeah. And
1: mm. I just
3: fell in love with it. And that's that moment. And I remember them giving me this, cause then they give you a test socket and you have to test the socket out for like a few weeks to make sure the socket fits before they make the final the final product because obviously with spending so much money once they make the final product you can't make changes to it anymore mm-hmm. um so it has to fit right and they were like oh just go test it but don't do anything crazy mm. so of course me being me I went and signed up for a cross-country 5k because I mean that's easy <laughs> right <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
3: yeah and so yeah and that's kind of how it all started And here we are, and I'm running crazy ultras and mountain races and stuff and having loads of fun with it.
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So so tell us what, if any, accommodations you have to make um, running with a prosthetic, uh, especially when you're running on the trail. Um, Yeah, it's just on the trail.
3: I mean, I've kind of adapted and stuff. um, Because most, it's a hard one, because prosthetics have always been designed while running blades, have always been designed with the mind of a road runner so Mm. it's kind of I've had to work on closely with the company I work with now which is great um because the tread was always designed for road running so you're not going to have the same amount of grip as you do when you have trail shoes so it's kind of been a bit of a struggle and a bit of a process where um I've had to kind of have the conversations and they've worked closely with me and things like that. So we we have something that works that I can use on trail and road. Um, mm. So it just makes it, it just gives me a little bit more grippy. It's not always ideal depending on the situation and the amount of rain and the mud and stuff like that. So it's kind of still a long-term process we're working on to make it better. But it's been a great process because um, I've, I've, there's a lot more amputees that are going out on the trails now Mm. um, and they kind of reach out on social media and stuff and ask questions and things. So it has been a fun experience just to, because I just, I just feel my love is with trail running anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just some sense of freedom again, them telling you, you can't do it. And oh my goodness, what happens if you fall? And and uh, it's kind of all that where the amputees don't belong on trails and stuff. So it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of, you learn to adapt um, mm-hmm. and you make, you you kind of just, I've learned over the years just to work with what I've got. It's not an ideal situation. It probably could be better, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of, that's what I've been given and that's kind of what I work with.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that brings to mind Uh, my next question, like, what does it feel like to run on a prosthesis that, um, I know you weren't a runner before you became an amputee. So, so maybe you can't really (laughs) compare the experience, but like, is there much rubbing chafing discomfort? Like, I mean, how, how dialed is, is it?
3: It is, it is, there is quite a lot of rubbing. Um, there is a, there can be like, normally my run the first mile my stump feels uncomfortable. Mm. It just, it kind of feels it's, it's the weirdest thing is kind of your stump has to gel to your socket. So the first, like the first, I always say in my mind, just keep going the first mile, just you're fine. And then once my, my, because my running blade is different to my walking blade. So, Mm -hmm. uh, or my walking leg. So my stump kind of has to then gel into the the socket of the running blade so it kind of pinches me in certain spots it's the only way I can describe it it's kind of like a pinch It kind of feels like Mm. a bit of a bruising type of thing Mm. um and then it kind of gels and it just kind of then suddenly kind of slips into it and it feels comfortable so then it kind of feels comfortable up to a certain distance obviously I mean I'm pushing I'm pushing the distances so Mm -hmm. far that at after a certain distance, it's going to hurt anyway. And I think mm-hmm. it kind of, even if you have two legs, it hurts after a certain point. Yes. But there is, <laughs> there is an element where you kind of, I've become so in tune with my body that I know what, if it's hurting that I'm actually injured versus hurting just because this the, the socket is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um and I think as an amputee you kind of just get used to it. You kind mm-hmm. of have to work with what you've got. Um mm-hmm. and you kind of learn to dial that pain just kind of in the back of your head. So it's never because I, I get a lot of people oh you make it look so easy. Yes, mm-hmm. it looks easy on paper and it looks easy when I'm running, but there's there's quite a lot going on that people aren't aware of. Like the pain mm-hmm. I'm I'm constantly dealing with the pain but it's it's a manageable pain, if you know what I mean. It's not mm-hmm. something that I'm just like, I'm running through pain and that's bad. Cause I'm not running through anything that's going to make it worse. It is just mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's weird. Cause I had to, um, I had to also the whole process of like, it's not, you're not just given a blade and you go off and you run. It, mm-hmm. It's not that simple. It is your brain has to kind of trust this thing that's strapped onto your body mm-hmm. And it's the weirdest sensation and it's the hardest thing to explain um, because for a long time I wasn't, putting, I wasn't putting a lot of pressure on my running blade. And so my, my right side was becoming so strong mm. and my left side was becoming a bit weak because I just wasn't trusting my blade because it's the weirdest thing because you can't, you can't really feel it. So you're hitting the ground just totally as if you're running with your eyes closed. So Mm -hmm. it's that, that sensation that you kind of have your eyes shut and you're just having to trust where your feet place, where your feet are going. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been a whole process. I had to learn that too.
0: Mm -hmm. And I do have to say that I was, as you were saying that that first mile is always uncomfortable. I just... Think you know that we oftentimes tell new runners, you know, oh, that yeah. first mile is uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. oh yeah, well I think Jackie can, um, you know, she saw that and she raises you, you know. <laughs> so, so, oh boohoo, you're you know panting a little bit. Well, <laughs> so <laughs>
3: yeah, my husband always says I'm not very sympathetic when it comes to his running. I'm like, yeah. no, just suck it up. Come on, right. suck it up.
0: Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, um so you so you said that there are more amputees out there on the trail and and at races but but what sort of reactions do you get from other race participants maybe um particularly from ones who don't know how strong you are you know like what a force you are um
3: it's it's interesting i mean most most people are kind of just welcoming um and yeah they normally just like wow i'm impressed or kind of um it's been it's been a good it's been a good experience um I mean yeah most most people are just welcoming and just in awe and just yeah and it's and it's fun it's 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 great to kind of especially going past someone out on the trails because it's I, I kind of feel like they're like oh what's my excuse then <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's it is good because I think it does motivate people when they see me out there um and it's yeah it's fun
1: yeah yeah wow so let's talk a little bit about um you know what what led you to the trails in the first place instead of the road um you know what is it about the trails that that you find more i guess uh, enjoyable
3: i don't know i think i think with the trails it's just more the challenge um because you kind of have to be especially when you're running with a blade you kind of you have to be concentrating all the time it is just Mm -hmm. Any little, and I've learned that the hard way. Just take your and and I think that's that counts for everyone, not just anyone running with a blade. But just take your tra- your eyes off the trail for a split second, and you're on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it and it's. I kind of transitioned from road running to trail running because I was getting a little bit. I don't know. I was just I was getting a little bit bored with road running. Um, always the same routes and stuff, and I just. And I was like, oh, what's gonna be next? And someone recommended why don't you give trail running a shot? And again, it was like going from road running to trail running where they were like, Oh no, be careful, you're <laughs> gonna fall. Don't, don't amputees don't run trails. It's mm. impossible. And it was like all that. And and of course, don't if you tell me I shouldn't do it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how I transitioned. And I remember the first trail trail run I did, I just I fell in love with it because it just it seemed like it was something that was so impossible to do on a blade Mm -hmm. and I was doing it if you know what I mean and it Mm -hmm. was just it kind of again it just felt like some sense of freedom and just some some like I just felt amazing being able to do something that I didn't think I could do Mm -hmm. um and yeah and now I just now I just do crazy things
0: (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's talk about some of those crazy things. Um, let's let's start with what looks like your most recent one, which had you running in circles for, oh, 20, 24 hours.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah it was one of the one of the races near here um i just i just saw it would be fun just to test um totally flat no um i mean it was just dirt dirt road basically mm-hmm. um and it's the ultra ultra community is just such a great community um and it's just being out there on those races everyone everyone's running their own race everyone's pushing their limits um and yeah and it was just it was surprisingly it was actually quite fun it was it was one of those races. It was quite easy because you could just set up all your gear on the side, and you're just mm-hmm. kind of doing a loop. Come back if you need anything. kind of so for me, it was quite convenient because I could switch legs if I needed oh. to, and I mm-hmm. could kind of yeah just do some maintenance on my stump because everything was nearby. I didn't need a crew, or I didn't need mm-hmm. to kind of have a drop bag with prosthetic legs. That my drop bag is always hilarious, but <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well, my god i'm sorry I, oh i was
0: I, I was gonna say though uh you are too humble to brag you were the fourth woman overall in that race was, the eighth yes. person overall <laughs> um how, how we have to ask how many miles did you cover in 24 hours i
3: covered 73 miles in the okay. 24 hours so it wasn't too oh. bad um i mean i had some yeah some issues with my process oh was my my stump and stuff my stump for some reason that day was just not happy Mm. um so i was quite i was happy with the result Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i'd say so Uh, yeah yeah
1: well and from that um you also had a i guess prior to that a, a 240 mile race in october i'm guessing that was the moab race um tell us about that
3: Yes, that was, um, I mean, that was one heck of experience. Um, I mean, going into Mohab, my training was on par. It was fantastic. Um, I was caught out a little bit with the weather. Um, The weather had changed quite drastically and there Mm. was kind of some of the parts on the trail was a little bit more slick than i was expecting Mm -hmm. um which slowed me down so yeah at one point i unfortunately i hadn't i missed one of the cutoffs um at one of the aid stations which which stung Mm -hmm. but it was part of the process and um i'm just i'm going after it next uh, in october again um Mm -hmm. just because i've got unfinished business with it um Mm -hmm. but the whole experience was just incredible and just Just being there amongst, because I think how many, um, I was one of, I think only, was it 56 women? I need to check that. I can't remember. But it was such a small amount of female athletes taking this on that that in itself was just incredible um, being at the start line with some of these really amazing women. Um, Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to get ready for that race, um, you did some really intense things like running with a weighted vest and uh-huh. running with the treadmill to a 40% incline. Um, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, you, it's, I mean, this distance is the distance really scared me and I knew I, I had to be prepared for it. Um, and where we live, we don't, I mean, we've got a trail, um, where I can kind of do repeats and kind of get some um, elevation but it's it's not always possible especially with the kiddos and I was training in the dead um, of the summer and in Arizona gets to like 110 mm-hmm. um, so to kind of get out on the trails is a bit hard so I was really thankful for my my treadmill and putting it on 40 percent is no joke <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw the and picture. It, that was it, amazing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And I'm just, I'm just so so thankful I've got it. Cause it's, it's really helped a lot with my training.
0: Mm. Um,
3: and it's just, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of, it's one of those things when you train for one of these races, you, and especially when you've got kids, you kind of just do what you can. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm you, you just have to do any method just to get there, to get the miles. And I just, yeah. And that's, that's what I did.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so let's keep talking about treadmills because, um, so last year on the show, we did an episode about FKTs fastest Uh, known times and, and, and typically that's being the speediest, uh, covering a trail or a certain segment of a trail. And you chose a very unique place, at least unique to me for your FKT and that's on the treadmill so um so take us through that that's that's amazing
3: yeah it was the treadmill adventure was I call it an adventure because it was it was it was it was a heck of an experience and um it was it was kind of with COVID um I was supposed to do Umstead 100 miler and um with COVID everything shut down and the the 100 miler was cancelled and I was like I really want to go after my 100 miler and I was originally going to go around the track um, kind of like just do like the loop around our neighborhood and things like that but then with COVID the restrictions got um, worse and it was just going to be a bit of a nightmare to try and avoid people walking around in the neighborhood and it just Mm -hmm. it all became really complicated and then I thought, well, I've got, I've got my treadmill. So what about if we do it on the treadmill? And I <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it because my longest run on a treadmill had been 10 miles. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, 10 miles, 100 miles. Yeah, sure. It won't be easy, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how it went. And I just kind of like, let's, let's give it a shot and see what happens and kind of set it all up and yeah, and did it. And it was, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, mm. to be honest, just from a mental point of view, um, is tough being on the on the treadmill for, for that long.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and, and there was like logistical points of view where you were like, is my treadmill going to be able to last for the hundred miles? Cause I had, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> and I was, I was amazed and less I had Nordic track on the phone and they were like, Oh yeah, now let's check. And they, they kind of did all the checks for me and made sure that the, the treadmill was going to last and it was going to be all good. And they Mm -hmm. were following closely and I had someone that I could bring if any issues and stuff. So I'm like, I was so grateful for that because I had it in the back of my mind, if this doesn't work Mm -hmm. that I could kind of get some help. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and it was, it was great. Um, I obviously, everyone asks, what did you, how did you get through it? What did you watch and stuff? I'm like, I just, I literally went through the entire Netflix. I um, <laughs> just watched absolutely everything I could.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: and yeah. And the other thing I did too was um, I kind of played around with the incline on my treadmill a little bit, just to kind of give a bit of a variety and kind of um because i was struggling a little bit with my hip flexors and stuff like that and i just felt like moving it up and down a little bit just kind of made the terrain it made it feel a little bit different on my legs and stuff so that kind of helped
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. because because it was 23 hours and how many minutes
3: uh 23 hours and was it 45 seconds i think yeah oh wow yeah so yeah i was impressed and i was the first amputee to ever do that um so that was that was cool um so yeah it was exciting
1: yes oh my gosh
3: absolutely
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, so, I mean, I clearly think this puts you into the expert category when it comes to beating boredom on the treadmill. So any tips that you can share with, with listeners?
3: Just find something really good that you can watch. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of music. I had like music layering and just, yeah, that's, that's kind of, I think that's kind of all you can really do is just make sure you've got something, um, entertaining um that you love to watch and just kind of mix it up a little bit um and and also mixing up the the elevation on your treadmill that really helps it kind of because then you have to concentrate in a different way because you're kind of going up and it just kind of feels it makes the miles go it feels like the miles are going by quicker that way because you're actually doing a bit of a workout mm-hmm. um, yeah
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay okay <laughs> Well, you're also um, really an expert with your running photos. Your Instagram feed is um, one phenomenal action shot after another. So, um, I know again, listeners would love some more tips. So, do you have any photography secrets to share?
3: Um, that would have to be my husband because he's the one that's always oh. taking all my photos. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Oh, see, I thought the, like I thought they're all self-timed. So this morning nah, on my run, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, how does Jack get all these? <laughs> Oh my gosh. A lot of
3: my photos thanks to my bless my my he calls me calls himself my his um Instagram husband. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, You never give me any credit. So I'm I'm giving him the credit now. It's actually my husband takes my photos, a lot of them.
0: (laughs) Perfect. That's true, love, (laughs) right? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, all right. Okay. Here I was like, oh, she must be leaning against a cactus or like some rock, you know? Okay. Okay. So, um, so it's given, it seems like you're a naturally gifted runner with like a whopping dose of grit, tenacity, mental fortitude, you know, humor. Um, do you ever ponder what you could have accomplished if you'd become a runner at a younger age or before your amputation?
3: All the time. All the mm. time. I do. that. that I And I, I've said that before on social media that I kind of, I, part of me kind of regrets not having started running the running journey um, a lot sooner because I do think I would have been a lot further. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that, though, I there's a lot of battles I had to fight, um, the, a lot of battles I had to win to get to where I am now so I think I'm in a better position um, mentally to take this all on and um, it's I always say to everyone it is a process there's kind of things you have to deal with especially when you become an amputee it's kind of there's a whole acceptance and just a lot of things that you kind of have to work through
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, and so I'm I'm glad I'm I'm part I'm happy with the way the journey has gone um yes I do wish it had happened a little sooner but it, it is what it is and I kind of work with what I have now
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well so so we know you have the 240 mile moab race next yes. October but I mean that's that's a ways off you know that's that's almost 11 <laughs> know, months away off, yeah. so, so so uh what do you what do you have on the docket for 2022
3: um I have I have a big project coming up, but I can't say too much about it yet because I'm just mm. kind of finalizing details and stuff, okay. but it's going to be a lot bigger than Moab. Um, it's mm. going to be a little bit crazy. It scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the treadmill's going to be involved with it, too.
0: <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> uh J- jeff bezos uh taking you into space or you know? <laughs> yeah i wish
3: i wish nah. <laughs> um and i'm also i'm looking at doing coca dona 250 um mm. which is in may um mm. so i'm just kind of working out the logistics for that um wow. and so that will be exciting um mm. yeah so wow. I'll um yeah I've got, I've got some big plans coming.
0: Yeah. You got some big plans. Well, we will be watching along with those beautiful photographs that your husband takes uh, and (laughs) that you post on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Jackie. Really lovely talking with you today.
3: Lovely talking to you both too. Thank you for having me on. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'll just keep saying, wow. Uh
1: (laughs) Agree, 100%. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, seriously, we all need to stop complaining about how tough the first mile is. Yeah. Uh, Oh boy. Wow. Um, all right. Well, um, speaking of 2022, uh, we have Many Happy Miles sign up. Registration is open now and you all need to join us. Many Happy Miles is our innovative 12 month, 365 day workout program that is focused on running. It'll keep you strong, focused and motivated all year long. So there's um, it's a full year of engaging workouts. It has so many other perks, um, live strength and yoga classes each week. Um, This is new this year. Everybody gets a 15 year long discount on, um, another mother runner merch and training other training programs. There is a monthly ask the physical therapist session, custom swag, and much, much more. Uh, the year long program only costs $199. It's a huge investment in your physical and mental health. Um, Dimity did the math. That comes out to less than $17 a month. Um, So, And uh, perhaps the most beloved perk of this program is the virtual connection to runners all around the world that cheer you on every step of the way on the private Facebook page and as well the app that goes along with it. Oh, and we have um, special guests lined up for the monthly webinars, including Kara Goucher. So you definitely want in on many happy miles. You can find it at anothermotherrunner.com. Uh, Click on training in the top nav bar, and there is a um, drop down menu that says many happy miles on it. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles.